bum, bum, bum. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly o'er the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. It is Tuesday, October 31st. Happy Halloween for those of you Christians who do have fun with it. Happy Harvest Day or whatever you're supposed to call it or something for those of you Christians who don't. And uh, the unchristian people too, shout out. This is uh, 2023, the year of our Lord, A.D. Anno Domini. It's uh, 9.03 a.m. We had a rough, we had tough time, complicated business getting started here. But it should be smooth sailing on into the uh, Joel Friday coming up after Hake at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Some fun Halloween songs or uh, Christian songs, really. Christian songs. To share with you on the Hake Report today, um, we do have American Anchor Baby, of course, coming up at uh, noon after Joelle Friday TV. You can find the links to those guys by going to jessieleepeterson.com slash show and scrolling down to the network section. Nice. Uh, we'll get to your calls as well, guys. What am I going to talk about? I guess Takiya. Takiya. Not to be confused with taquitos. <laughs> uh... You know, the the Muslims lying, or uh, not mentioning certain things, or not showing their uh, true nature. It's kind of human nature, honestly. But I looked it up because some people were accusing JLP of lying, or giving misinformation about the Muslims with his uh, Fallen State interview with that Muslim a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And I talked with Omar, speaking of Muslims, Omar, third rail, last week, he called Israel an apartheid state. We have the Palestine-Israel war happening right now. Or not we, I don't. But they have that thing happening. And so I had him on, and he was talking about the situation over there. He called Israel an apartheid state, which is against international law. Like, why should the international global homos care about a some country having the right to be an apartheid state. You know? But I wanted to comment on that. I have a lot of Super Chats to read. I am remiss in not reading all the Super Chats. Uh, Based America First. Uh, some other, other Super Chats about Omar. Some about Kaz and Hake yesterday. I mentioned the, the portions of them that were about Kaz, my get- atheist edge guest yesterday. But all that stuff. So, and your calls, guys. And, uh, you know, there's that TV star who died and the evil fellow TV stars pretend like they're, uh, they loved him when they didn't. And some other things going on. I don't know if I have a picture. There was some footage that I saw of Robert E. Lee's statue being melted down. So evil. So evil. I saw American Anchor Baby covered it yesterday, so thank you to American Anchor Baby. That's nice. So, uh, again, all that and your calls. If you'd like to call in, some of you are already on hold. 888-77-JESSE. I'm on his network, Jesse Lee Peterson. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Oh. 
la la So how you guys doing? I am fine. I will get to your calls, guys. I do I don't know if I was able to get to all your calls yesterday. I had that guest. Tried to get to a bunch. Um, 888-775-3773. Put a one in front of it. If you're dialing via Skype from overseas, you can call in. Even from the United Kingdom or England or uh, Ireland, New Zealand, Australia, Africa somewhere, one of those countries, Russia, China. Heard from all over. I'm wearing my Hake t-shirt, the Hake Report. I was going to wear another mildly attractive t-shirt, a size large, because I bought a size large, because sometimes medium's a bit, a bit tight, hit and miss. And uh, it was a little too big, so I didn't decide to wear it. Another mildly attractive t-shirt. But you can find yours by going to thehakereport.com and looking for the Teespring link in the menu. Teespring.com slash stores slash thehakereport. Uh, let me get to a, a call right away, guys. Bill is a first-time caller in Texas. Bill, are you there? Can you hear me? Come off of mute. Bill, I can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Bill, going once. He's not, he's not muted on your end, is he? Probably not. Callers? No. Uh, we're going to check Bill uh, in the, um, the call screen is going to check on Bill. Somebody check on Bill for me. Thank you. What a mess. First time caller. He doesn't know what he's doing. Probably pressed mute and thinks that he's talking to me. That's what happens so frequently with these callers. Boomers. Am I right? Let, speaking of boomers, let's talk about Takia. I searched Brave AI for Takia. Takia is a concept in Islam, Islam, that refers to a precautionary dissimulation. What's dissimulation? I forgot what that is. Dissimulation is, define, the heck, this stinks. Uh, Concealment of one's thoughts, feelings, or character. Pretense, dissimulation. Why do you have to use extra words when you could just say pretense? But anyway, precautionary di- pretense or denial of religious belief and practice. It's a form of dishonesty condoned within the Shia sect of Islam. The Shia were uh, the, more, um, the more oppressed groups. They're not the majority that stomped and dominated. So they had to be, uh, you know, when you're a victim, you're more of a liar. When you're the underclass... You have more reason to lie because somebody is ruling over you. See, our rulers lie to us because they know that... uh, Anyway, they want power over us. Anyway, takia. Used to protect against religiously based persecution, supposedly, is their excuse. Takia is also the name of a short, rounded skull cap worn by many Muslim men. Whoa! And many populations in North Africa, East Africa... And uh, West Africa, South Asia, Middle East, blah, 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 blah. Concealing one's belief in foregoing ordinary religious duty when under threat of death or injury. They call it that. They call it precautionary dissimulation. Precautionary. This reminds me of all the mainstream media headlines. Uh, What is that thing? Like downplaying 
the evilness of it, the evil of it, kind of like uh, the mainstream media headlines with that guy who got himself killed. Remember that? Let's see. You guys remember that story that I'm, I mentioned it yesterday? The guy who got himself killed, he uh, got his the blade of the uh, of the ice skate in his neck. And they called it a freak accident or a freak something, freak accident. It didn't look to me like it was a freak accident that the guy lifted up his foot. It looked like a deliberate dirty play. Maybe I'm playing mind reading, though. I I don't know. I don't know. But they're just credulously, which is to say gullibly, calling it, which may not even be a real word, gullible. Now it is by now. Gullibly calling it a freak accident. Why do they not rush to call it a freak accident when a cop shoots a black? You know, when a cop maybe shouldn't have shot or something? Why don't they call it a... Un- unintentional, of course. Freak accident. Why don't they call, rush to call it that? They're rushing to protect this black player and, uh, and call it a, it's an accident. It's an accident that he died. You guys know what I'm talking about? This incident in the hockey game, ice hockey, when this white player had the hockey puck. American Anchor Baby covered it. I mentioned it briefly with my guest Kaz of Atheist Edge yesterday. He had the hockey puck. He was, he was flying, so to speak, going fast on the ice. And this black player, the one black player, comes in and he crashes into another of the uh, hockey player with the puck's teammates and lifts up his... his Boot his ice skate and kicks the guy in the neck and it kills him. Crazy. He bleeds out. He tries to get up and skates and then collapses. He bleeds out and dies. This type of thing has happened before too. But anyway, the the media rushed in and called it freak accident. All the headlines said freak accident. Go into the hockey player killed by black. Um. Oh man, there's so many. Okay, um, 5.20.59 a.m. from uh, that one, Hassan. It's the one with, like, a bunch of headlines. Top story, hockey player dies. Adam Johnson, Nottingham Panthers forward, dies after neck cut in Challenge Cup match. But everybody, they all quote it as a freak accident. Who called it freak accident? Somebody called it freak accident, and all the headlines seized on that. That's what it feels like when they're talking about... Takia, precautionary dissimulation. Dissimulation, nobody knows what that means. Deception. <laughs> See, everybody calling it freak accident. All the mainstream media kissing up to the black guy who uh, did a dirty play. It was dirty. I've been a dirty player before on uh, playing soccer. I got a yellow card one time, and I didn't even know what I did. I didn't see the other guy. I was just going for the ball. And I, I look back, and the guy's on the floor. So, maybe that was that type of thing, but American Anchor Baby said that this black player who did this to this guy, uh, the coach said, according to American Anchor Baby, unless I misunderstood him, that the black guys had some violent anger incidents before. So, maybe he's a dirty player, and the dirty thing turned deadly, and he didn't mean to be deadly with the dirtiness. Of course, if you have anger, you're a murderer. But uh, it could be a crime 
It could have been a crime. It looked like a crime. It looked like assault and battery. Right? To me. And with, with assault and battery, this makes me think Moses might have been black. Because <laughs> Moses assaulted somebody in the Bible. He, he assaulted an Egyptian. Was that black on black crime? And uh, the Egyptian died. A mi- Egyptian slave master who was mistreating a, a, a Hebrew slave. And Moses is part he- is Hebrew, right? And so he puffed up and struck the, uh, the Egyptian abuser. And the Egyptian died. And so Moses fled into the desert, ran away. And so, you know, I speculate that Moses might have been black because these blacks keep on inadvertently killing people. Nah, shout out to the blacks. And shout out to the people whom... The, the, rest in peace, Adam Johnson, 29 years old. Born in Minnesota. He was not an English player. He was... Or he might have been in, playing for an English team, I guess. I'm not sure. But he was a former NHL star. He was a Minnesota guy. He was born in Minnesota. And I mentioned in Hake News yesterday that he, he died leaving his fiance. He was engaged to be married. What a Chad. Leaving his fiance and family, not, not children, I don't think he had children, but uh, parents and, I guess, siblings maybe, to be sad. Leaving them to be sad. Rest in peace. But look at all this. That's what this is. Go back to the tequila thing. They call it precautionary. Oh, they're so quick to, uh, don't demonize the Muslims. <laughs> and you shouldn't demonize people, but people are demon-possessed. And, uh, it's, <clears throat> this tequila thing, the, uh, Islamophobes say, oh, commit a sinful act such as feigning, feigning what? What does it say? Feigning unbelief for a pious goal. Yeah, right. It's so typical of uh, human beings to play nice and weak until they get the advantage over you. The Islamophobes, you know, the uh, normie conservatives who talked about tequila. They wait until they're all nicey-nice and, uh, and going along until they get about 10% of the population. At that point, they are uncontainable. They cannot be contained. They uh, go crazy. They push their mess on the rest of society because 10% is enough to, uh, f- for them to be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease and push people around and impose... Uh, not tequila. I disavow that. I also disavow tequila. Pu- to uh, push their no-go zones or whatever, which is probably f- which is fake news, according to the mainstream media. The mainstream media always quick to uh, cover for the non-whites and the non-Christians. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's, uh, it's in human nature, this word, this tequila thing. To be, aren't you, like, all nice, and then when you're not going to get your way, or when uh, you have the advantage, you're a totally different spirit, sometimes, with the evil things. 
with your uh, pride arrogance. Feign humility. Yeah, it's like playing possum. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. Thank you, uh, Hassan. I think Bill is back. My caller who was not there. Bill, first time caller in Tejas, Texas, is on the line. Bill, are you there? I am here. Nice. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you? Happy Halloween. All right. Do they say sir out there in Cali? Sometimes. Uh, Every time I go out west, I call somebody sir. They look at me like I have a third eye. (laughs) Yeah, because I, I knew a Mexican who was called sir by yeah. a younger man in, like, a college, and he's like, sir, and then he shaved his mustache after that because he didn't want to seem old. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In the, in the South, it's, it's respect. You just call everybody sir. If they don't call you sir here, they're kind of disrespecting you. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, not an age thing. But Right on. Uh, I've, uh, it's Halloween, and... Uh, you guys, uh, uh, I value your your input. Uh, I think you guys uh, really look at things with clarity. I just wonder, what do you guys think about Halloween? Um, I know most of you guys, uh, uh, like you, you don't have any kids. It's different when you have kids. The pressure to take part in this. And I don't really have strong feelings against it, but I, I feel like this stuff is kind of forced on us to participate. And uh, I don't know if you guys have. What are, what are your thoughts? I know there's opinions all over the place in Christianity. What are, what are y'all's thoughts on Halloween? Well, I don't know what, I don't know about everybody else around here. So I can't answer for the guys necessarily. Yeah. I can answer for me. It's a, it's a, I grew up and it was just a fun thing. I didn't know whether my mother felt any pressure. You feel pressure yeah. as a father? I do, yes. Wow, from uh, uh, the school? You're sending your children to public school or something? Or private yeah, school? Yeah, public school. All the teachers dress up. Wow. You know, our our neighborhood, they have something called a witches something, uh, where the, all the moms dress up like witches, and they get in golf carts, and they drive around the neighborhood throwing candy and kind of cackling at the kids. And I think that's really weird. That is weird. <laughs> that's completely and, different from how I grew up. Is it different yeah. from how you grew up? Yeah, I mean, when I grew up, I wasn't really, I didn't really care about whether it was right or wrong, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't, so I just wanted my candy and, I, you know, and. So you would dress up, but. Whatever, whatever would, I could get into, you know. Would the teachers dress yeah. up? I never, I maybe knew of maybe one weird teacher who, who was like, nobody liked her, or at least my parents. Yeah. And siblings didn't like her, who dressed up. But the rest of the teachers did not dress up. It was the children who dressed up, and the parents didn't dress up. It was the children. So that's a they difference. Get, they get into it more than the kids. Yeah, it it is crazy and creepy. To be honest, it's creepy. yeah, for I, sure. I don't like being around it, and uh, I feel like we're the weirdos if we don't participate. My wife gets into it. She doesn't because she wants to fit in with the you know the, the cliques in the neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, I feel a lot of that pressure, and you know we're kind of at odds with it. My wife and I. Yeah. And uh, I talked to 
a couple of uh, Christian brothers I know, and they're like, they're, "You're the man. Lay down the rule." Right. And well, my kids look at look at it like I'm just taking away their fun. They don't understand. I'm trying to explain to them, but when my wife doesn't agree, she's giving me that vibe. You know, it gets icy in the house. So yeah, it, it is. It's a lot of pressure. I don't like dealing with it. I hate this time of year. <laughs> Dang. Man, yeah. but you shouldn't be emotionally affected by it or, or feel any pressure about it. I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. you that it's yeah. what you just described to me about how the teachers are getting into it. The adults are more into it than the kids and the neighborhood ladies are dressing up as what they really are on the inside. <laughs> exactly. Uh, which yeah. is, and getting in golf carts. How they're like all ups, uppity upscale posers, aren't they? Well, it sounds like to me, yeah. based on what you're describing. Yeah, yeah I, I totally, yeah. I totally think of Halloween is just a fun thing. I no, I and I get that there's like Satan, satanic and and devilish and scary and spooky and uh, horror movie, murder stuff like that and needles and candy and all that stuff. But that was just. It didn't really affect... I didn't really see that stuff in real life when I was a kid. Yeah. And now you're right. I think that they are getting crazy about I, it. I, Overboard. I just think they try to... I don't know if, who they are, but just, there seems to be a kind of a push to flip things into kids. You know, different ideas. Yeah. Like Disney, people talk about Disney movies. Yeah. You know, Halloween seems like... You know, it's just... They're always trying to creep in and put crazy ideas into our kids' heads. For sure. And all I do with mine is I try to teach them to pay attention. Just you can you can't can't keep them from it. It's everywhere. So they, I just try to say, you know, hey, keep your eyes open. There's yeah. Always, <laughs> are, are you? you know, do you feel around. like? Do you feel like preventing your kids from participating at all, or do you encourage them to participate? Just have fun with it, but don't get don't follow these people into their going overboard with it. I kind of that. Uh, I the don't want to take it away from them. Yeah. Because uh, I think that'll just build resentment towards, um, towards me. If right. I, did that. I think uh, we, so I, I, my sense is yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. So I just tell them, Hey, you know, just look around. There's, you know, like you were saying, there is a lot of kind of weird stuff, satanic stuff that goes on this time of year. That does happen. You know, I tell them about it. But, you know, for most people, it's just fun. Always have your eyes open. Just pay attention. Don't get lost in the fun of it that you don't see what's going on around you. That's that's what we talk about. But, uh, we've had some good talk. My sons and I have had some really good talks about it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. But I would... And I still love candy, man. Who doesn't love candy? You know? <laughs> of course. Are you right. fat or fit? I'm fit, brother. Nice. Right on. I love getting fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how about your wife? Is she fat or fit? (laughs) No, never mind. Don't answer that. She's skinny, man. She's skinny. Okay. Yeah. But is she, is she, uh, but she wants to get into, she wants to get into, uh, dressing up like a witch? She, uh, she's kind of, we're at odds with a lot of things these days, my wife and I. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So it's not just this. It's Sometimes a lot it's of hard things. to tell. If, yeah, it's, if I want to go left, she goes right. That's just where she is right now. Oh, so. obstinate woman. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish you well with that, yeah. man. Yes, I appreciate it. It'll it, it'll turn out all right. But uh, yeah, I appreciate appreciate uh, the conversation and. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, if I gave you any clear well. answer. Uh, just yeah, you're I mean, in the you're in the situation, so you probably know better where to uh, what to do. It's different when when you have kids. For sure, you see you see things different. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I'm sure the dads out there listening know what I'm talking about. Um, but but it, I'm going to tell you this: uh, there's a lot there's a there's a lot of pressure to not have kids. I'm going to tell you guys. Having kids is the most amazing, fulfilling experience you will have. It's like, it's just amazing. Don't run away from it. Yeah. Don't, every aggravation is so worth it. <laughs> it. And it's not about if it's not about it fulfills me. It's just, I, I can't explain it. It's nice, like there's man. a light, light switch that was in me that got turned on that I didn't know was there when I became a dad. Yeah. And so I, I just love it, even with a, even with a contentious wife at home who turns <laughs> into a witch herself. Yeah, so I could say that because she's probably not listening. But uh, <laughs> could you say it if true. she were listening? I mean, I've said it in not not those words. It doesn't it doesn't calm her down to say it like that to her. But that, but she knows what I'm saying is true. Yeah, because the way that you, know, you said it just it. now, it didn't sound like you were being bitter. It sounded like you were no, just I'm being not, matter I'm not of fact. About it. I, and no, if you can it, say it, that it, at a time when you're yeah. not when you're not in a fight about it, so that she yeah. can, it could snap yeah, it her. Calm down. Yeah, it could. Yeah. It could. Because sometimes you have to be clear with people, and the only way to be yeah. clear is to be blunt like that. Because that's you just describe. It's like a biblical description of <laughs> yep. practically of uh, what a, what women can be sometimes. Yes. Yep. And she hates that about herself. Oh, she knows it then, huh? She knows it, and um, I can see her wrestle with it, and she she resents me trying to help her. So I just kind of let her be. I'm just, you know, hoping God helps her work through it. We got, we all, you know, the thing is, guys have it as well. Yeah. We have to deal with it, but for some reason, it's easier for guys to look at ourselves and deal with it. Right. I think, and I think society. Society doesn't, you know, society's full of women trying to help other women feel better in the midst of their health. Yeah. And guys don't, do, we don't do that to each other. Right. Uh, we just, we talk straight to each other. Uh, man, stop being a, you know what. Yeah. What overcome the hell. Don't feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. maybe that's why, one of the reasons why, but yeah. Nugget Man but, wants uh, me to tell you that the feeling you felt when your baby was born was the Holy Spirit. 100, 100. Man, it was something. Yeah, it, I don't know if it was it, the Holy Spirit, brought, but I, I can. Yeah, brought, I've heard that. Brings me to tears even now thinking about it. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's a uh, miracle, mind blowing, uh, so many levels. And then uh, you got to go through it. Um, there's so there's and there's so much pressure. I've met guys that are afraid to be get dads, and just don't be afraid. Do it. It's gonna work out. Just do it. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yep. I don't know why I'm, I'm saying that, but it, it it really is awesome. Cool, man. So, I appreciate yeah. that. Great call, yep. Bill in Texas. Call me again sometime. I liked talking with you. Yes, sir. All right. Enjoyed it as well. You guys take care. All right. You too. Bye. 
Bill in Texas. For a second, I was wondering if it was going to be Bill Lockwood, who was just on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. I have a lot of Super Chats to get to that I did not get to. But first, um, apartheid state. What's wrong with an apartheid state? I know I'd heard stories about... um, Apartheid comes from South Africa, right? That's where that word came from, I think. Is it Afrikaans? That Dutch... That Dutch-African language? They say today that Israel is an apartheid state where uh, the Jews are, would be, or would, are or would be a minority if they allowed the Palestinians to be part of their country because the Palestinians outnumber the Jews in, in that region, Israel, Palestine, blah, blah, blah. And so then they would be an apartheid state. A one-state solution would be an apartheid state where the Jews, the minority, rules over the majority. But... And that's supposedly, according to my guest last week, last Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. It was FOB Friday. Uh, with Omar, Third Rail Omar, he called it an, a violation of international law. Who's interna- who makes international law? Is that the EU? Or the UN, I mean? United Nations? Psh, I don't care about their laws. Their laws are evil. The UN? Have they done anything good? <laughs> Mostly? By, by and large, they're evil, I think. Maybe there's some decent people in there mixed in. But I don't think they were founded on anything good. Nor do they operate on anything good. The evil UN. I've talked about how the UN said that America was racist and violating the human rights of black people. <laughs> Give me a break. With the water, Flint water crisis. Which is, I think, a problem of blacks' own making. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Flint water crisis. (sighs) How low of standards do we have in the country today that we have eye drops are turning people blind and giving them eye infections in America? That's crazy. And it's because of what CNN and the skim maybe and... uh, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, call insanitary conditions. I think in America and in North America, Canada, they call it un, we call it unsanitary. The evil UK, <laughs> not that America and, uh, and uh, Canada aren't evil too, but in the evil UK, they call it insanitary. In America, it's unsanitary conditions. Why did the FDA using British words for? But uh, Flint, Michigan, run by black people, says Base America First. Yeah, but they want to blame the governor, the Republican. Oh, it used to be a Republican governor. Now it's now the Michigan governor. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's that it's that plastic surgery face gal, right? To me, they they said unsanitary or insanitary conditions at this manufacturing plant. Who's it operating in manufacturing plants nowadays in America? Is it? I, I hate to go to race. No, I don't. <laughs> but is it white people running those places, manufacturing plants of the uh, of the eyedrop producers, or is it Mexicans, <laughs> or who is it? I want to know. 
Who? Who indeed? You know, the quality of whites has gone down, too, so maybe the whites are doing unsanitary conditions. <laughs> but, and uh, also, I saw this headline. Show this headline, Hassan. FDA fruit packages, pouches, fruit pouches. Lead poisoning in the fruit passages, pa- packages. I can't even speak. FDA warns parents after lead in Wanabana puree, fruit puree. (laughs) See, I can't speak. Pouches prompt too much alliteration and uh, whatever this is called. Prompts urgent recall. Children who have eaten apple cinnamon fruit puree pouches, fruit puree, kind of like applesauce, I guess. Is that what puree is? should be tested for possible lead poisoning after four kids, as in children, not baby goats, in North Carolina were found to have high levels levels of lead, I guess, in their blood linked to the puree products, so said officials. And I'll have you know that the FDA is always late to the party with this stuff. The FDA and stuff like that. Because the FDA, I think, also said that these eye drops... And I've been telling you guys about these eye drops for, it feels like, months. The eye drops, you know? And it was just one particular brand, but now it's like brands that are sold at Target, CVS. I'm done with this one. Thank you, Hassan. That was from, it was an NBC headline about the FDA and the fruit puree products. Pouches. It feels like there's not quality anymore. I had a friend who was Mexican, by the way. Americanized. Totally Americanized. But he did speak some Spanish. He turned into a fireman. But he used to work at one of those places that makes the, uh... That makes those triple washed and ready to eat, uh... Salad mix things that you, uh, buy prepackaged. You just open it up and you can eat the leaves. For those of us who eat plants, who are not uh, meat, e- meat alone eaters. And sometimes there's still, cover your ears kids I guess, poop on that, those products. It wasn't sufficiently washed, so you got to wash your vegetables even after, after they're supposedly triple washed. I once found a mosquito, like basically flattened on one of my spinach leaves. <laughs> I was like, ugh. Yeah, eye drops. You can, people have gone blind, had their eyes surgically removed. Eye infections from eye drops. Eye drops are, you know, your eyes are all dry and red. If you haven't been getting enough sleep, Visine loves potheads. Oh, great point, point fire. JLP, the other day, last week, I want to say, asked me if I was high or if I just didn't get enough sleep. I got plenty of sleep, and I was not... I don't do pot stuff. <laughs> but I guess my eyes are... I've spoiled my eyes with by giving them eye drops all the time. Now I'm not manufacturing my own tears because I never cry. <laughs> Mina. Me, is it Mina or Mina? Hake eats pre-packed salad, laughing face emoji, tears coming out. 
Um, what's so funny about that? It's easier. Now people know how to poison me. It just seems... Maybe there was quality problems even when America was mostly white. You know, stuff like that. But it, my suspicion is that it's... We have lower and lower standards. We being most of the people, the culture. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway... uh Part of the reason that I bring the standards thing up, going back to this apartheid state thing, and I may be pronouncing it incorrectly, apartheid, I think is how it's pronounced. Apartheid. (laughs) Can I say it more Nazi? Sounds kind of Nazi. Apartheid. (laughs) That's not funny. uh, They had a functioning country in... uh, in South Africa. You hear the blacks on these viral videos say it. Yeah, they were ruling over us, but we had a functioning country. We had jobs. We had work. They say it in their sort of interesting accent. We had a functioning country. Black ladies saying it, and black men. And it seems like, I think that there's some truth to what JLP says about the... uh, Jews who were running Israel all nice versus the Palestinians. You, you guys claim that it's an open-air prison or whatever, and they have block... And I've heard that they have blockades, and that is true, right? That prevents stuff from coming in. But... I also think that when the Palestinians come here in America, do they make great areas, beautiful areas, like the whites and the Asians do, or do they make it more like sort of like the Mexicans make it? Shout out to the Mexicans. Some of the Mexicans make it nice, but some of them don't. We all know that. Don't we? (laughs) Shout out to the Mexicans. (laughs) I'm squinting my eyes because Rashida Tlaib doesn't, who's Palestinian, hyphen American, from Detroit, doesn't seem like she would make the city necessarily all that beautiful and her children. I'm squinting and side-eyeing her, Rashida Tlaib. She seems like more, more like one of the cool Mexican moms who cusses and maybe drinks, I'm not sure, and she's liberal. And some liberals make places very nice, but I'm squinting my eyes. Because they're also soft-hearted towards criminals and hard-hearted towards people who are for what's right. Open-air prison is drama queen talk, says John Frederick. Yeah. But I get that there's, you know, they're not Christians, you know, over in Israel, I guess. So they may not treat them like Christians should treat people. They're treating the Palestinians like a Christian should treat people. So I get that there's like some maybe... uh, gripes that may be somewhat legitimate on both sides, on many sides. But I don't, I really don't like how these international law mama meddlers want to call it apartheid and we, we can't have that. Because South Africa is worse off after getting rid of apartheid now. Am I right? Yeah? Am I right? Yeah, so? 
what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention this. Maybe next time I talk to Omar. There was this story. I'll tell you this story from the land of Egypt. There were the Israelites in the land of Egypt. They came in there because Joseph, with his coat of many colors from his father Israel, he was the favorite son. Israel played favorites. He had a favorite son. But Joseph didn't get a tribe. There is no tribe of Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery into Israel by his brothers. They were going to kill him, but they're like, no, don't kill him. One of the older guys, like Reuben or somebody, don't kill him. Let's just sell him into slavery. So he got sold into slavery, and he, I don't know if he was a people pleaser or what, but he was sort of a godly man, I guess, Joseph was, and he became king of the slaves. Potiphar, the second in command under Potiphar. But then Potiphar's wife liked Joseph because he was a strapping young lad, but Joseph ran away. But Potiphar's wife me too to him and cried, oh, he tried to rape me. When she was the one who wanted him, she tried to rape him. R word him. He's like, no. But he got thrown in prison because Potiphar thought that his favorite slave betrayed him when it was really his wife who betrayed him. But uh, he became king of the uh, prison, just like Trump would be, as JLP said, president of the prison if Trump ends up going to prison with this kangaroo court stuff that's going on right now, right? And he was interpreting dreams properly, said, oh, you're going to be killed in a year. And the guy was killed in a year. And then, oh, you're going to be freed in a year. And the guy was freed in a year. And then Pharaoh had a dream or somebody. Um, seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. Joseph interpreted the dream from God, right? And so he became second in command under Pharaoh in Egypt. This Israelite young, this young man, son of Israel, Joseph. And so all the... This, other sons of Israel, because of this famine that came in, Egypt was prepared because Egypt became preppers under Joseph, second in command. And so they came and bowed down to Joseph, which was one of Joseph's dreams. You got, y'all going to bow down to me. <laughs> he was a favorite son because he was a son of like Rachel, which is the one whom Israel really wanted. But this tricky trickster, so tricky those people are. <laughs> Married off the older sister who he didn't like, but she was wearing a veil so he didn't recognize it was Rachel whom he really liked. I'm talking about Israel, Jacob. And so he had to work for seven more years as a slave to his uncle to marry the uh, other, other daughter, Rachel, whom he really liked. So from that he had Joseph and Benjamin, I guess. And so the uh, brothers bowed down to him and then the brothers just stayed in Egypt and they became numerous. And the uh, later pharaoh put them off in, this is the point of the story, put them off in this separate area inside of, he redlined them. <laughs> put them off in this separate area, and they thrived in that separate area. What? They thrived so much that the Pharaoh's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? He put them into slavery, and they worked for 400 years into this day as slaves. <laughs> And then, you know, the story of uh, Moses. But the point is, they got an open-air prison, right? Sort of. I don't know if they were blockaded. But they were redlined, and they didn't have... It wasn't ghetto. It was thriving. They were doing better than anybody. 
I didn't say Joseph did apartheid. I said Pharaoh did apartheid. <laughs> Pharaoh apartheided and tried to oppress, not really oppress, but just protect his country from the, Israel, the Israelites who became numerous and prosperous. And he cordoned them off and they became even better off. So that tells me that some types of people do well amongst themselves and some sit around like bumps on a log and are lame. So. <laughs> Kevin House says, Hake doesn't know anything of his own ancestors but knows every story of Jewish people's patriarchs. That's the power of propaganda. You don't know me. I, I know my parents a little bit, story, and uh, my grandpa and my, my grandpa on my father's side was a mystery. You're right about that. But that's how I think oftentimes men should be. You'll notice it's the women who hold on to those tales and stories and family tree stuff. So maybe this, maybe that's leads into the sense that these uh, unchristian people have a mama spirit in their religion, that they hold on to all that stuff. But I just like the story that it illustrates human nature. It can, you can thrive even under, um, you know how whites are becoming a minority? We could be thriving irre- irregardless, which is not a word, I guess, of becoming a minority in the country if we're not bitter, if we're better. Get your t-shirt, better, not bitter, from the Bond Teespring store today. Teespring.com slash stores slash rebuilding the man. And same thing, too, with the, uh, well, anyway, never mind. That's that about the apartheid state. (sighs) Okay, uh, you guys can call in 1-888-775-3773. I got super chats that I'm remiss in not getting to before we get to some Halloween songs. (laughs) It's Christian. Christian songs. Okay, so Hake missed Super Chat. BitChute. Did you know that Hake is on BitChute? The Hake report on BitChute. I am not Trump posted this educational comment on BitChute. I love BitChute. Sort of. Plush toys can help autistic people. This is a reference to that octopus, the anti-Semitic octopus. It wasn't even anti-Semitic. It had nothing to do with the Jews. It was just uh, that mentally ill Swedish child's Greta Thunberg's stuffed octopus, uh, stuffed animal. And she's autistic. She's proudly autistic. She puts it in her bio on Instagram. She's 20 years old. She's not a child anymore. She's that that pro-Palestine, pro Uh, climate change propaganda activist woman, young lady. Yes, plush toys can be beneficial for autistic individuals. Plush toys, says I am not Trump on BitChute comments, with their soft texture and comforting feel. Doesn't this, like, bring you back memories of childhood? Can provide a sense of comfort and security. They can serve as a source of sensory stimulation and help individuals with autism regulate their emotions and reduce anxiety. Don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing. It's in the Bible. Many autistic... and You don't need a, a blankie. You don't need a stuffed animal anymore. You're not a child. But okay. 
Many autistic individuals find comfort in repetitive or soothing tactile sensations. And plush toys can offer a calming and familiar tactile experience. Tactile means you're feeling the、uh, softness of the、uh, stuffed animal. You ever have your Trumpy Bear? <laughs> Anybody buy a Trumpy Bear? Plush toys. Where, I'm around, where I come from, we call them stuffed animals. But okay, you can call them plush. It's, it sounds softer and nice. Can also be used as a tool for communication and social interaction. How are you feeling? Terrible. I'm pretending to hold my teddy bear saying, Terrible. <laughs> for communication, social interaction, some autistic individuals may struggle with verbal communication or have difficulty expressing their emotions. Actually, this is in Hake chat. Hake missed super 1026.5 bit shoot. I might as well show you guys so you guys can read along. Because it's kind of hard, I don't know, for me to take in just listening. Sometimes I like to read along and listen, and it helps me take it in. <laughs> Not that you guys need to take it in, but it may, may as well help it. Do you see it in there? It's the 1026.5 bit shoot inside of Hake chat. Since I have two more paragraphs to go, or two and a half. Plush toys can serve as a medium for nonverbal communication, allowing individuals to express their feelings, thoughts, desires through play. It can also be used in social stories or role playing activities to help individuals practice social interactions or develop social skills. Furthermore, they can provide a sense of companionship and emotional support. Autistic individuals. May face challenges in forming and maintaining relationships. I knew an autistic guy, my former、uh, de facto producer. He claims he's high functioning autistic, he says. Plush toys can serve as, a comforting, as comforting companions. They can offer a、uh, sense of stability, consistency in an individual's life, as well as provide a source of unconditional love and acceptance. It's important to note that the benefits of plush toys may. Vary from person to person, says I am not Trump on BitChute. Normally, BitChute is a bunch of Jew blaming stuff, <laughs> but they're telling me about plush toys here. Each individual with autism has unique needs and preferences. Some may not be interested in them. Blah, 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 blah. Isn't that nice? Did you know that? Doesn't that remind you of your childhood? Anybody have a childhood? Before? Anyway, that's that story.、Uh, that's that super chat. Let me keep on、uh, reading these super chats. The,、uh, regarding Omar, third rail with, from, with Omar, Amazing Asia, bought a coffee. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Hassan. Appreciate that. Mm, mm, mm. Omar is something else. She, she I presume it's a she. For some reason, I assume Amazing Asia is as she says. That caller, Ramel, shout out to Ramel from New York, exposed him, he says. I like that call because he brought in a point that、uh, brought some clarity because I, something that I knew but I had forgotten about, that these immigrants come in and they don't love America and they don't want to embrace America and they end up supporting Democrats, which is the destruction of America. They don't even like Trump. And this guy's a sensible, nice guy. He liked Cornell West. Where's my spittoon? I find it funny 
that he spoke of how beautiful the people from Yemen live in Morris Park, Bronx, New York. But they can't seem to live beautifully in their own country. Why can't you fix your own country? It's a fair question. It's a fair question. Thank you, Ramel, who called into the Hake Report from New York on Friday to confront. <laughs> he was quite confrontational with my caller, uh, with my guest Omar, Third Rail with Omar, the Empowered Man podcast. He's a filthy liberal, and the next time he is on, I hope Ramel calls back. Sticking tongue out emoji. Enjoy your day, guys, says Amazing Asia, who also said, who also just said, I would love a mildly attractive t-shirt, but I would prefer a black emoji lady. Is that possible? Question mark. Oh, Amazing Asia, you support me so much that I might consider that. Normally, I was just going to force everybody to get the white blonde gal. Mildly attractive one. That's a lot of work for me to do that. (laughs) It feels like a lot of work. Do you want... I might make one for you gals. Ah. (laughs) It's possible. It's not... It was like pulling teeth to to get me to make the first design. And I know it's... Much simpler now that the design is made that I could make a black gal. Full-blown black, like dark, dark black with the white eyes. Black, that black. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Amazing Asia. What do you want from me? There's so many. Let me know if you can just go with the white lady. It's easier for me. Ah. <laughs> uh. Plus, I'm racist. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so maybe uh, you got to go white. Ah, oh, man. I got to read the rest of these super chats from yesterday with my guest. Uh, who was my guest yesterday? Kaz. Atheist Edge, Kaz. After the break, we're coming up to the top of the hour. I want to play some beautiful music. It's Steve Taylor Tuesday, guys. Steve Taylor Tuesday. I guess, right? Yeah, it only took 99 days, hey, because this is the real Mr. Mad. This is Jim Morrison's Grave. It's a Christian song. Steve Taylor is a Christian. Jim Morrison's Grave from the 1987 album, I Predict, 1990. It's a great song from a great album, from a great artist, and he's Christian, and I'll be right back to your calls and uh, more of those super chats that I'm remiss in not reading. Enjoy Steve Taylor. No, not that one. The other one. That's for the, that's for the end. I have to make that one. That one's like borderline not Christian, so it is easily skipped for the people who are Christian-y Christian Christians. Because it has, like, vampires and stuff. But it's also Christian. But this one, Steve Taylor. Uh, here it is. Jim Morrison's Grave. (laughs) 
Jim Morrison, he was the guy from The Doors, right? Did he overdose or something? Spoiler alert, found Jim Morrison's grave. So good. It still continues. So 80s. 1987. Jim Morrison, singer from The Doors. Classic rock, I guess. Psychedelic? I don't know. How the seed gets strangled in the heart of a man. Good song. Good song. Steve Taylor, I predict, 1990. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that beautiful music. You know, I'm on JLP's network, and we have, I have the, uh, my fellow hosts on JLP's network here with me, Joel Friday TV and American Anchor Baby. I wanted to let you guys uh, say hi to my chat. Nice falsetto. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that was like a vibe for a second. And then it was like kind of soulful too. Yeah, it was nice. For sure. Steve Taylor likes the blacks. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost like Prince influence in there. Right. Yep. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. So you wanted to. Yeah. So what's up? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, so on the show today, I'm going live at 11 a.m. Pacific time, so make sure you guys tune in. I think it's like an hour, less than an hour, right after James' show. I'm going live at 11 a.m., and I'm going to talk about um, the exact moment I believe that society gave up, and somebody's trying to call me. I don't know why. The pinpoint moment. The exact moment. And I think um, I'm going to talk about that and, like, the cause of that. And I'm going to play some clips, if the Lord is willing. I'm going to play some clips. I got some clips I'm going to play that add into the, the topic as well. Right on. So it should, be, it should be fun. That's cool. It reminds me of CJ called me yesterday and asked uh, my atheist guest. I don't know if you caught it. You might not have. But uh, Yesterday, Ka- right? Yeah, Kaz of Atheist Edge. At one point, at what point did human beings go from natural to unnatural? Because uh, you know human beings act very unnaturally compared right. to the the animals. The right. animals tend to know how to take care of themselves, and human beings kind of tend to kill themselves. That's Strange a good animals. Point. <laughs> That's a good point. This is another yeah. 80s song. So, 
Yeah, terrible. So this just kind of reminds me, maybe a little bit different from your kind of kind of similar points, kind of similar points. So yeah, yeah. but nice. I can't give it away. Right. Cool. <laughs> nice. Anchor baby, American anchor. Yeah, baby. we're getting down. Just doing a little like chill Halloween streaming at around like four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so not at 12. I'm okay. going to set up the stream. Is it weird? Like, <laughs> like I can't see you either through go. these mics. So I, don't go. I don't like this seat, man. This is your seat. Right. But so uh, Now I know how Jesse feels. Oh, yeah. But we're getting <laughs> down. Lean. Just doing like a Halloween stream. I'll set up the stream right. so you won't miss it. For That's the people why that are not over. hearing this. <laughs> That's why he does can, it. Now we can, know. Now we know why. You can see my thin hair spot. <laughs> it didn't look that bad right now. <laughs> He's balding. <laughs> no, it's just thinning. intimate streaming. That, that, that's intimate a nice way stream. to say it. <laughs> yeah, thinning. <laughs> you're getting there. You're blush. getting Norwood checked right now, bro. Right? Yeah, yeah. You get your Norwood, Norwood checked. Nor- what's my Norwood? What's number? the Norwood chat? No, no, no. That's that's stop. stop. All right, guys. <laughs> so you're not going to be live at noon. You'll be live no. at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's six Central, seven Eastern. Kind of like a Friday stream. Right. right Thanks, Hick. Whatever. <laughs> that's times nice all right well cool looking forward to he- hearing your guys's shows we're gonna get spooky right on you can check jessieleepeterson.com slash show and then scroll down to the network section nice to find the links and by the way oh so your call-in number is going to be the 760 yeah. number oh. 760-5153-855 you got to make a note of it but you'll see it when you get join in the stream yeah and also because you're going to be watching when you call right the number is always yeah. The number is always found on the Jason Lee Peterson webpage in your section. Thank you. Nice. Right on, guys. Right on. Thank you, Hey. Joel Friday TV and American Anchor Baby. Thank you. Amazing. Yep. <sighs> Norwood Reaper coming for hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. Coming for us all. Be uh, be scared. Oh, just go. Be scared. Just go. Be be insecure. And listen to those those commercials, guys. Those commercials on the radio about uh, your <laughs> about your hair. I never understood those commercials until it, it started to happen to me. And then I'm like, oh, that insecurity does happen. Anyway, Trick in Montana is on the line. Uh, Trick, thanks for calling and holding. What is up, man? Well, a uh, couple things are up. Um... And I wasn't going to call this morning a mop into Dojang, and, um, but you hit two topics that I discuss with my uh, self-help um, low-IQ vet group. And um, one of them is apartheid. One is because um, we have a Bible thumper in our group. Oh, Every nice. group has a Bible thumper. I know. Yeah, he's a good guy. Right yeah, He's on. a great guy. And, um, but, you know, he has his perspectives like everybody else. Yep. But we talk about Joseph a lot, right? And um, Joseph, this with the coat of many colors, right, right, yep. right. And um, everything you were talking about, you know, we've had conversations about. But there's something interesting that this guy brought up, and I wanted to get it on your radar screen. Um, Joseph is mentioned, and then his two sons Ephraim and Manasseh oh. are mentioned, and then in the book of Revelation, he, which I call the book of Levitation, because I'm always making fun of him, but I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, because you know rapture stuff and levitating, so I make jokes. But uh, anyways, um, he, Joseph is mentioned again solely in that book as his own tribal identity. Now, that's a interesting point because when you're talking to Jews. 
and others who think that uh, Hebrew, um, you know, like there's this movement called Hebrew Roots, and they talk a lot about the tribes of Israel. Yeah. Um, you know, Jacob's name was trained as, changed to Israel. So right. Joseph is mentioned again as a singular identity, and I think one of his sons is mentioned in there, Manasseh, but not Ephraim. I think I'm right. It's in the book of Levitation, as I call it. Oh, okay. But I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, because different times in the Bible, those tribes, like, like the book, like uh, another thing this guy mentioned in the book of Revelation, Dan isn't mentioned, but then he's mentioned in Ezekiel. So there's this kind of, um, it depends on what your book you're reading. Yeah. And some people believe that has meaning, and some people believe it's just, it means nothing. But I just wanted to mention that because we talk about uh, the coat of many colors, and, you know, guys have opinions on what that means. Some believe it's more of a multicultural reality, and oh, then people man. spiritualize, saying nothing to do with Hebrews, it has to do with spiritual church people. You know, I think JWs believe that. Oh, so, wow. Um, the Jehovah's yeah, yeah, yeah. Witnesses. So anyway, yeah, the JWs, and uh, and I have a good JW friend I've studied with. Um, really cool dude. I call him the Jehovah's Witness Jedi. He's a cool dude, but uh, nice. I'm not a JW. Yeah, but he's a cool guy. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, if I can, real quick, is the apartheid. Yeah. Deal. And because um, we know what went on in South Africa with. Mandela, and then um, was a cat that took over, uh, I think it was a dude named Zuma, and okay. the whole standard of living tanked. Yeah. And um, so, less and so with, if anyone... Less so, I heard, with Mandela, because Mandela, although he was a communist, he was a competent yes. communist. So his le- yes. under his leadership, it still functioned relatively well. Semi. Yeah, compared to yeah. now, there's Semi. no standards. R- right. Yeah, well, I think he was living off some of the principles that yeah. you know you have to do to govern, right. and then it slid into this kind of egalitarian outcome-based Marxist, which, and that's the thing I wanted to say to you, is when oh, I'm reading a book right now in the Civil War, okay. and the founding of our nation was based on individual liberty versus egalitarianism. Yeah. And what that basically means is, and the modern kind of variation of that would be like outcome-based. And um, it would be like telling a black running back, you can't play because we have a quota for a Chinese running back, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that gets applied in other areas of society where their competence isn't there. And because every one of us are so different, and we have different skills, and then you try to, that's, you know, a, a huge thing when you're looking at what happened in South Africa. You're right, it didn't instantly tank, but it eventually tanked the same way it did in Rhodesia. Now, I'm not saying those previous governments were perfect or there wasn't cruelty or any of that. There's right. no utopia on the earth, right? There's always evil so, everywhere. But, right, and there's lesser degrees of it and manageable life. Yep, and, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so it just seems like um, when those types of groups eventually take over, think, you know, we think it's bad until we, you know, like you say, you don't have r- running water and there's no clean water or the toilet don't work. Yeah, and um, and then you go, and then the weird thing in our culture too, and you you look at black entertainment culture, the things they lift up, but you know, plumbing, carpentry, 
farming, these things that keep something actually running are looked at as you're a loser if you do those things. Wow. So I'm like, well, good what? point. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, what do you, what do you, you know, <laughs> those are trades that every culture needs and, and their skills, right? Yeah. That are important. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I'm down for a good basketball game or some, you know, good blues, but you know, I want my toilet run. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that whole, it's, it's a, it's a really screwed up value system and this yeah, whole thing true. with them. Um, and you mentioned something too, at the higher levels of law, you were talking about, um, and I know this from the military, the rules of engagement start getting set by the international criminal court out of Brussels wow. and the EU, which was founded by Nazis, by the way. Oh, really? Started by Nazis. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. So we get away from our constitution and liberty and natural law, and we go towards this stuff, and then people wonder why things are tanking. And it's like, you know, McFly, wake up. It's not hard to figure <laughs> out. It's dysfunctional, low IQ vets can figure this out. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I mean, just saying, Hake, I mean, this right, is, yeah, this yeah. is we're, we're living in an insane asylum, and it's like, what the hell's going on here? So, um, but, so these are two things that we talk about around the campfire, the Joseph deal and the apartheid deal. And um, you see what's going on in South Africa. I think it's a little better than it was a couple years ago. Oh. But these farmers are getting massacred. Yeah. And they're, um, they're going after places where that's where you get your food, bro. Well, I mean, where are you going to get your food, man? Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to eat. I don't care if you're LeBron James or you're the janitor. You got to eat, man. Indeed. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, anyways, um, this whole thing, though, and your show hits out a, a lot. And the clarity of that is basically when humans try to do outcome based, it's like someone with a great math skill. I might marry this Asian tiger mom if she elopes on a train with me. Uh-huh. And her kid, she's divorced, she's got a kid, but he's great at math. It's like saying, telling someone you can't use your God-given ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't care what that is. I don't care if it's cooking or sports or math or, or having your own talk show. And that was the genius of Americana at one time. And then now we're into this, you know, crazy, but it's also global. Right. You know what I mean? You know, the Bible talks it's, about each, each people, each person has a different skill or a different talent or a right. different gift. And there's one, right. one body, but many parts. And everybody can't be the head. Sure. Everybody can't be the toe. Everybody can't be right. the, the neck. But uh, people should be content with the position that they are in life. And if they can improve their situation, go for it. But, but don't let it get you down and, uh, and put your, do whatever you're doing. Whatever work that you're doing, do it as unto the Lord, they say. But no, they want to they wanna get more women in STEM or more POCs in science, technology, uh, engineering, and math. <laughs> as if, and trying to make it fit, trying to play God. What a, what a mess. Play mama is really what it is. It's terrible. Interesting call, man. Appreciate that. Trick in Montana. Oh, he just, I think Trick went on mute or something. Are you there, Trick? Going once. Going twice. I'm here, I'm here. I'm, I heard you. Oh, okay. You had pressed mute or something? Yeah, I did. I hit okay. my ear and mute. I'm mopping and 
and talking to you. But you're Thanks, hitting man. something really profound. And I wanted to tell you this. A preacher in the South once preached to me, and he told me, I don't know, you You know the Bible better than I do. I, I listen to you and my buddy. But he says yeah, to me, nice. he says, you, if you're anything, you're an uncomely part. And I said, Where, is that in the Bible? <laughs> uh-huh. He goes, yeah, there's comely and uncomely parts. I, nice. I said, what does that mean? I said, is, is it like I'm the immune system? Or like, I didn't even, I was thinking like, I don't know what it meant. I'm like, he said that to me, and I'm like, wow, that's weird. That's funny. But it was from the stuff you're, pre- you're preaching. Right nice. Now. Meaning you're not, you're not attractive. Stuff. You're not mildly attractive. If you're uncomely, you're oh, homely. Oh, I'm, ugly. I'm an ugly man. I'm an ugly, I, I, I tell you this, I'm an ugly man, but I got a hot Asian tiger mom that did me. And I said, I said, you know, you're beautiful. I'm pretty ugly. And she says, yeah, but you're tasty. She says this to me. So... <laughs> I, I'm That's rolling funny, with man. it, you know. If she roll up on a train, we'll nice. see what happens, you know. Well, Anyways, good luck to you, man. Good call. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, Thanks. you too. All right, bye. Trick in Montana, Montucky. <laughs> I say Montucky because there's a Fontana out way out east in the boonies, out this way, and then we call it Fontucky. You have to be from there to know about it, I guess. Justin in Fullerton, California, speaking of California, on the line. Thank you for calling, Justin. What is up? How you doing? Hey, how are you? Happy Tuesday. I, I just called in to uh, comment on what I was listening to, and I heard the good, the, a good word that you, 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 uh, you mentioned. I'm not sure what scriptures, but it was talking about how you were talking about how um, God wants us to know that we're all part of the body, uh, but there's many different parts, right? Yeah. And I know that uh, we've been given many different gifts and talents, and those things are are given, and we're not to waste it. Like the talent that was, there's a parable that Jesus talked about a talent that uh, was given, uh, where a person was told by their manager while they're on a trip or a vacation or time away, yeah, uh, what to do. And and some were right. If you recall, were, were some some was. There was there were there are some people that can view themselves as as the wicked servant who went and buried it to bring back to his master what was his instead of making a profit. You know what I mean? Right. Like doing what your manager is telling you to do with what you've been given, and to capitalize on that. So if anything, I'd like to just say that the the, the spirit that we were given in the body that is our vessel that contains it, you know, is it, it's not it. There, there's things that we need to nurture. And we need to um, be aware that we were given and not and not deny it because we only have one life. One that's, body, but one life. That's great, man. That's so true. And I used to be kind of baffled by that story of the talents and burying... The talent was like a, an item of money, like a per, certain amount of money. And some right, right. one of the servants was given a whole bunch of them, like 10. One was given like five. One was given like three. And, uh, yeah, I know I got to read your super chat from yesterday, Sion. I'm, I'm remiss. I'm behind on all the super chats. Um, and one of them made a bunch more. One of them made a little bit more. And then one of them just, like you said, buried it to give it back to him. And the master's like, you wicked servant. You could have put it at least in the bank so it would make interest. Because back then, I guess banks made interest. Nowadays, banks hardly make any interest. You're, like, losing money yeah. by holding on yeah. to it. <laughs> Crazy. And uh, and that was so interesting and baffling to me, but it's so true that peop- human beings are meant to be c- 
contributors into the world. Make yes. it make it make it better. Make their world around them better. Not yes, be a and drain. That's what we should, yeah, that's what we should be saying when people complain and and drain and and I call complaining draining. Yeah, and sucking the the energy and the life out of us. And if anything, that word talent. We may look at it differently, like, oh, I'm not Kanye, I'm not talented, or I'm not a good speaker like Trump, or I'm not a whatever you want to think of as someone with talent. It's, it is a, a unit of currency, and currency is energy. Yeah, so just, interesting, you know, man. what yep. we put in is what we get out, and it is a short life and a little stint here on, on this plane of existence. I'm reminded of a 90-pound wuss song. Don't say that word, kids. It's a Christian band. Uh, punk rock. Uh... Don't waste huh. your time. It's short. <laughs> so deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jesus said, who of us can add an hour to our life by worrying about it? You're right. Yeah. You're, uh, it's, it, and it reminds me of what JLP says about worrying about your life, who you're going to hang out with, who loves you, who doesn't love you, and this and that. It's such waste of time stuff. And we're, we're, we're living selfish lives in our in our minds that are you can't even barely call them lives and not like pondering like real things and living christianity and living in the present to be ready for the opportunity to do good in the world you know no we're just self-occupied and grumpy and or excited is chasing fun what a mess. Interesting, man. I appreciate that uh, point there. Well, thanks for giving me a call and uh, being able to air that, and I uh, wish you all well all well and health this, this uh, evil day today. Nice. <laughs> is Halloween an evil day, Justin, in Fullerton? I believe it is an evil day, yes. I mean, it's the way that people use it is ev- evil. People have, are using it increasingly for evil, so I won't disagree with you on that. Right, that's why I did my thing, uh, my trick or treating with my kids a lot earlier than the actual holidays. So today is just a day to have fun with the neighbors and um, hopefully have good spirits and and good conversations. Nice man, appreciate you. Thank you, Justin and Fullerton. Great call. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right, bye. Oh, he got me. <laughs> but that wasn't wasn't so bad for some reason. That one wasn't so bad, right? He mentioned Halloween is evil. All Hallows' Eve. Let me look this up. <sighs> Don't tell me about the movie. Halloween or Halloween apostrophe E-N. Less commonly known as All Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. All Saints' Eve is a celebration observed according to Wikipedia, which is, may not be the best source, but okay, it's what I have. It's accepted by YouTube. <laughs> Observed in many countries the 31st of October, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Saints Day. See? It wasn't... Now, All Saints Day, is, is that evil? Shouldn't be worshipping the saints. Not that that's intentionally to be worshipping of the saints, but I don't know. Begins by the observance of All Hallow Tide, whatever that is. The time of the liturgical year. Those liturgical Christians, shout out to them. I kind of respect it. Dedicated to remembering the dead, including the saints. Martyrs, those... Martyr came after the name of Fox Martyr, right? I think. I could be wrong. Oh, maybe it came from a Greek word. I don't know. Oh, I thought it came... I th- 
Oh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, the martyrs, the Christians who were killed for being Christian, like Stephen. Paul held the uh, coat of the men who stoned Stephen to death. And Stephen's like, I see Abraham and Moses and God and or somebody. He saw some people. The saints or uh, God or Jesus or Moses or angels or maybe a mixture of those, some of those. Some of the uh, martyrs who were stoned to death, they got back up and came back to life, I heard, at least in the Bible. And all the faithful departed. In popular culture, the day has become a celebration of horror being associated with a macabre or macabre, 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 and supernatural. So, and it's also influenced by Celtic or Celtic harvest festivals. Hey, that's partly me, right? I'm, maybe there's like an Irishman in my family tree. Ain't no monkeys in my family tree. Unless you think, believe in that macroevolution stuff. Which I don't care. Partly the Gaelic festival of Samhain. Believed to have pagan roots. So, pagan roots. See, we, we took the pagans and turned the holiday Christian. And then the unchristians came in and turned it unchristian again. Terrible. Use name based St. Stephen being the first martyr and praying to God on Paul's behalf. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul did repent, right? He became a Christian. Hake's <laughs> family worships the sun, dirt, water, seeds. Or my, my ancestors. That one man in my family tree, maybe he did. No, he might have been a Christian. Okay. You know, I... Sion mentioned I haven't re- read her super chat from yesterday, and there are a lot of super chats I didn't read fully yesterday. So let me see if I can plow through more of those. It's a, I suppose, a loosey goosey show here because I got to catch up on things. The King of Graduates, Hake was a Quaker? Something about that makes sense. I mentioned that I went to a, a friend's church. We weren't Quaking, and we weren't liberals. Uh, I don't think disrespecting those who speak in tongues is cool. That disrespects one's connection with God and the Holy Spirit. Uh, If they're actually speaking in tongues, uh, JLP has said that what he's doing is speaking in tongues because, as Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Interesting, huh? And some people do not have ears to hear. And they do not comprehend. Though hearing, they do not understand. It's in the Bible. It's a fact. Greenwall with the diamond, your love for truth paid off. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I was searching for the truth. And he clarified with the diamond today. Your search for truth has paid off. Happy for you. Hake. Thank you, Greenwall. Yeah, I was looking for the truth. Have you found what you're looking for? Or you keep on searching out external knowledge. Zuzu CC on bought a coffee. Happy birthday, Rome 13. I mentioned this yesterday, actually. Uh, candles on a cake emoji. Billy. N- nerdy glasses emojis. Glasses. Billy glasses. Oh, I think she's referring to Bill the uh, engineer. He has uh, glasses like Malcolm X. 
And uh, glasses tinking emoji. Tink, clink, clinking or tinking, whatever. Champagne glasses. Or Martinelli's sparkling apple cider, non-alcoholic. That's how we did it at weddings. <laughs> it tastes better than the champagne anyway. Sparkling apple cider that's non-alcoholic. It tastes like uh, apple juice, but soda. So good. Makes my mouth water. Yenrik Yagoda. Uh, <laughs> funny super chat. I read that yesterday, actually. Base America first with a super chat. I got to read this one. Katanji Onyika Brown Jackson met the criteria to be a candidate for so-called Supreme Court justice. Oh, I mentioned her with my guest from last, when was that, Wednesday or Thursday? With uh, Dylan Burns, the Ukraine simp. (laughs) I don't think he'd have a problem with me calling him a Ukraine simp. Uh, Without getting into the details of specific questions, Republicans voted not to approve because she was unable to demonstrate originalist understanding and plain meaning of the Constitution. Katanji Onyika Brown Jackson. (laughs) I don't know how. Whatever. That click. Shout out to the African languages who do that. She was too dumb. Means you can't talk. To realize demon rats would a affirmative action approve her, and she might win some Republican votes by providing a reasonable definition of a woman, such as adult human female, considering she has been one most of her life. Yeah, she's been an adult for most of her life. The uh, question was relevant as it recognized the legal precedents potentially set by self-identification, and it tested Jackson's impartiality the ability to derive rationally legal basis regardless of one's feelings or the feelings of others. Dylan Burns's statement, my guest, I've had him on many times, but last week most recently, statement that her answer wouldn't have appeased anyone confirms the point that she failed. Looking forward to your debate this Friday, question mark? Let me check. I'm, supposed, I'm tentatively scheduled to be on Modern Day Debate. Let me check their YouTube video. I mean... Upcoming live streams. Uh, Yes, indeed, it is scheduled for this Friday, November 3rd. Left versus right is the Great Reset Reel. Mark Reed versus Hake Report. Uh, Hake Appearances, adding it to my playlist. And it's going to, it's scheduled to happen. So in three days, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Friday. Nice. Check that out. Hake going to be debating again on Modern Day Debate. Is the Great Reset real? I've debated that question at least once before on, on there. It is real. It's happening. It's out in the open. If it's out in the open, it's not a conspiracy because it's not a secret. Didn't you do that debate already? Yes, I did. Whom are you debating? Chris Reed. Uh, Nice. No, Mark Reed, not Chris Reed. Mark Reed. So we'll see. We'll see. Thank you, Based America First. Okay, more Super Chats. 
I gotta get through these. Spoiler alert, I already read that one about Brazil. It's a great point. Race mixing and desegregation averts violence. Look at Brazil, most race-mixed place on the planet and world leader in murder and violence of every kind. Is that true? I know that El Salvador is really bad right now, or was. Maybe it's not so bad anymore. Maybe it's getting under control. It was like a high, high, high murder rate, El Salvador. South Africa is really bad in terms of murders. The Rainbow Nation. Um, Some of the uh, so-called diverse cities of our America are a mess. Anyway, JC from Little Rock, Arkansas, a graduate. Um, Mixed in with his questions for Kaz... He says, hey, you tend to defend evil all the time, yet you call me a messy snake? What evil have I defended? I don't know. Stuff that you deem to be evil. How do you justify this whilst calling me yourself a Christian? Also, James, I just explained that it's, I don't necessarily see everything that you deem to be evil as evil. Also, James, as Christians, we are called to share the gospel of Christ to non-believers, so what are your thoughts on atheism? Atheism is... uh, I used to think that it was arrogance, and I still think it is arrogance. But it's not, they're not the only arrogant ones. They're not the only arrogant ones. As JLP has said, Christians, most Christians are atheists. And I've thought myself, in times past, my life as I live it, not much different from how an atheist would live his life, especially in a Leftover Christian country that we have now, right? Leftover Christian upbringing. Leftover Christian is not Christian, but it's just the leftover somewhat values to make your life function decently well. What a mess. Uh, Hopefully you dress up tomorrow, he said. He wanted me to dress up. I thought about shaving my beard and just leaving the soul patch. I wanted to do that. I thought about doing it. I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it, but I forgot. I forgot. I came in and I saw the date on the Jason Lee Peterson show scheduled of the 31st of October. I'm like, oh, happy Halloween. Uh, Druid Irishman. (laughs) No, he's not Druid. You know, the uh, producer is Irish. Happy Halloween. I forgot to shave my beard and leave just the soul patch like I did a couple of years ago. (laughs) Nice. Funny. Okay. Honestly, James, how is your walk with Christ lately? Somebody asked me that in the past. I was taken aback. How is your walk with Christ? <laughs> One of my Christian brothers. Uh, not blood brother. Not blood brother. But Christian brothers asked me, how is your walk with God? <laughs> when was the last time you actually spoke with God? We're pretty petty and rude to each other at times, but seriously, I shouldn't question a fellow b- believer no matter how different we are. Why, why shouldn't you question a fellow believer? What does it mean to be a Christian in your eyes? I pray hard for you. <laughs> how do you pray hard? I think that's, uh, you're praying too hard. Uh, Being a Christian means being a little Christ, just like the Bible. 
those people were called Christians because they were being called little Christs. Interesting, huh? Evil is still real. Answer my call. I want to talk to this guy. (laughs) Interesting call from CJ yesterday with Kaz. Hey, smoked before? Quadruple question mark. I said I never had a joint. Oh, I said I never had a whole joint. But no, I never even had a part of a joint. (laughs) What was that like? This, This mama spirit, gossiping woman spirit person, silly dude person. Reading way into what I, what I have said. Because <laughs> yesterday, Kaz, my atheist caller, who's my atheist guest, who's mixed, his mother was black, his father was white, he believed that the drug war was maybe the reason for blacks being so disproportionately violent today, which I don't, I don't understand that logic. But um, he said, what's worse, a, a joint... Or two shots of hard alcohol. A whole joint is, I think, a lot based on what I hear. I hear that just one puff of uh, that stuff makes you spinning in your head or something like that. I don't know. Makes you whatever that stuff does. I see Nick as the smoker. He just gives that vibe of getting high. Wow! It's contributing, gossiping, and making stuff up. (laughs) Terrible. These gossiping snake pit super chatters. (laughs) Happy birthday, Romy! Yes, Rome 13's birthday was alleged to have been yesterday, I guess. Shout out to Rome 13. Says, Dijon Paul. The king of graduates, this messy, messy guy. Says CJ should focus more on his mail order Filipino girlfriend and make sure the check clears so she doesn't leave him instead of being rude towards Kaz. I did not, I felt that uh, CJ had a great call with Kaz. He might have had a little edge in his voice, and I've noticed that sometimes callers talking with guests will talk over them, and the guests will talk over the caller. And I don't know if they hear each other, but they're talking over each other. The nice thing about CJ is he speaks clearly. He enunciates his words rather than Motormouth Maze, who talks a little bit more softly and fast. And so you can't comprehend her words. And so it's more irritating than CJ talking with an edge on his voice with maybe a slight hint of impatience, not sure. And Kaz talking... Trying to talk sense into CJ, and CJ trying to talk sense at Kaz. It was an interesting situation. I didn't know what to do, but they were talking over each other, and I was like, "CJ, can you hear him?" I hear, uh, 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 and he definitely got louder sometimes when he was talking with him. But CJ from Texas, interesting call on awareness, decision making, evidence of decision making, and uh, evidence of evidence of God. How do you have evidence that you made a decision? It's just confirmation bias, seemingly. It's sort of an illusion. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. Anyways, uh, Jalen8 bought a coffee on Kofi, K-O hyphen F-I. 
Facebook.com slash The Hate Report. How come CJ can talk over the guests, but you claim Mays did that on Thursday and tried to shut her up? <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Was it Mays? I did shush. I have shushed Mays when she talks over people, but I shushed Latin A. I'm like, woman. <laughs> Not to be confused with Latin X. Latin A, because she was talking hard. <laughs> At maybe Dylan Burns, I forget. Uh, what does CJ have on you? Those hate dollars that he sends must be gold. See, this person in his mind or her mind. Nonetheless, this show has engaged us today, meaning yesterday. I do hope you answer my question on Chris- questions on Christianity. Interesting. <sighs> so I think I'm done with those super chats. Let's see. Uh, let's see if there are any others. Oh yeah, uh, Carver five. Carver bought a coffee. Hey Hake, you don't know what you're talking about with the eye drops. They work great. The FDA is a proud and competent organization that we should be grateful to spend our tax dollars on. Unrelated, but do you sell disavow monkey eye patches on your store? Asking for a friend. I have not made any eye patches, to my knowledge. I could probably add that, I suppose. Disavow monkey eye patch. Um, interesting question, Carver. I shall uh, see about that. Amazing Asia bought a coffee. Just to clarify, yes, I am a woman. Thank you. And I don't need a super black emoji. Just mildly black, black please. <laughs> Laughing face emoji with tears coming out. But being that you're a racist, I guess I'll just get the shirt with the white lady. Whitey. White lady. I appreciate the five seconds you considered it. Good stuff. Shout out to my husband, Ramel. Hey, for that call on Friday. Nice. Amazing Asia. Hey, doxed herself as the wife of Ramel. Yeah, that was a great call from Ramel. He's like, you, I detect anger. You need to go and forgive your mother, Dylan. Oh, no, not Dylan. Omar, third rail with Omar. Third rail means the, like the, aband- the uh, untouchable thing, I guess. Something. Topics. Animus. Apartheid! Greetings from the number one Nazi country to the number, new, wh- number two white supremacy country, Hague, a.k.a. Baby Hitler. <laughs> Shout out to my second... Favorite caller, Earl, from, uh, oh, open the door, keep the door open. No wonder it's so hot in here. Thank you. Appreciate it. I think the AC will kick, up, kick back on. I was, I was wondering what was different. The, the door was closed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, we have ten minutes to go. Okay, the king of graduates, of course... Is con- something is considered bad. That's why I said happy birthday to you. It's Satan's birthday, meaning Halloween. Will you be able to respond to my coffee super chat from yesterday? Also, by the way, you say government. Government is hilarious. Government? I don't know how I say government. Pray hard clarification is that it's very hard to pray for you, but you're still a creation of the Lord, so I'm calling, called to pray for you, coffee chat. I literally just ask questions based off what you say, LOL, lots of laughs. Not trying to be a mama. I do care more about your walk with Christ and want to know how you're doing. Stop calling me messy. (laughs) Oh, thanks, man. Nice. Uh, They're bringing the fan in here. 
turn on the AC, even though it's cold outside, it's below 60, freezing. Anyway, I gotta get to Denny in Bulgaria. Speaking of cold, Denny, thanks for calling and holding your live on the Hake Report. What's up? Good evening, Good evening, Mr. Hake. Hope you're doing well, sir. I am. Thank you, man. Glad to hear. Uh, Mr. Hake, I was watching Mr. Peterson's program, uh, Bill Lockwood. I had to write it down because the name is a little bit difficult for me. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember names, but remarkable gentleman. Uh, very, very smart. Very well informed. And I would like to highlight a few things about the conflict between uh, Palestine and, uh, and Israel. Okay. I don't know if you remember a quote a while ago talking about the conflict between uh, Ukraine and Russia. Yes. And honestly, from what I'm seeing, it's very, very similar. Not due to history. Due to history uh, in the matters as well, of course, but not only. Uh, from what I'm seeing, and I might be wrong, of course, but from what I'm seeing and from what I know from history and, and from various other sources, again, Mr. Hake, two eagles are fighting. Yes, the yeah. Jews were kind of promised that land. No question about it. It's in the Bible. Although I've never read the Bible, but, you know, it's there. Uh, but the Jews that... Bill Lockwood that says promise, otherwise, but... The UN promised yes, it to them yes, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I was about to say that. Uh, right. The Jews that were promised that land are no longer here. Right. They've been gone a long time. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't really work like that. Yep. Truth be told, I do believe that it's nice to have an Israel state. And it's nice to have it as it once was. Like a place for Muslims and Christians and, and Jews. Okay. And to be honest, Mr. Hake, this place, this particular region, is it, it, it's been troubled for a very long time, but hundreds and hundreds of years. And there was even this Sultan, Salauddin, was his name. And there is a, you know, a conversation, even listed today. One of the one of the kings back then, the Christian kings. Uh, threatened him, he told him that if he approached with his army, he, will, he himself will personally burn Jerusalem to the ground, and he will destroy every stone. Wow. And Salahuddin said, you know, you know, and of course I'm paraphrasing, but Salahuddin said, I think you would do us all a favor if you actually do it. Wow. Because those lands are driving Christians, Jews, and Muslims crazy. Yeah. And if you really destroy that place, maybe we will start over. And that conversation took place, I think, nine centuries ago. So, and, and this was not, those weren't new things when that happened. Right. So imagine for how long the crazy has been going on. But I think Mr. Peterson is right, Mr. Hake, when he says that it's all about the ego. Yep. The Palestinians don't want to give the land because of the ego. The Jews really do have claim for those lands, but sometimes the ego hits there as well. Right. And it's noticeable. Yep. You know. Sure is. And I I just wanted to call you and share this interesting historical fact with you. And of course, again, perhaps I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I do know a lot about this region. I studied a lot about it. And this place probably is 
you know, it's in the Bible again, in the Quran, everywhere. According to all religions, this place was touched by God. And sometimes I wonder, how can a place touched by God be so cursed? <laughs> As if the devil is living there. But that's just my opinion, of course. And I wanted to share it with you. It's interesting, man. I think that the stuff that God has made... Um, men have tried to hold on to it, and when when men try to hold on to something, it gets cursed. Have you noticed that? Like, say some woman comes into your life, if you try to hold on to her, it becomes a cursed relationship. You know what I mean? Same thing with uh, people fighting over land and their bo- identifying with their body and stuff like that. It becomes cursed. Now that you mention it, I do. And uh, if I have but a moment, another historical fact. Sure. Moscow, before the communists took place, uh, Moscow was considered the third Rome, bastion of Christianity. The second Rome was Constantinople, Istanbul currently. Okay. And, and when that happened, because they were Christian back then, now they're not. But back then they were. And they really were considered the third Rome. And when you said that, when men hold on to it, it turns evil. Yeah, you're right about that. Because when Moscow was proclaimed the third Rome, all hell came out. Wow. Men tried to get a hold of it. That's actually how the revolution started. That's actually when the old executions came about. KGB and, and all the hell that they're still enduring by today. Truth be told, there is very, very little difference between current Russia and back then the USSR. There are differences, but yeah. very, very little. Interesting, man. So, yeah, the moment they claimed themselves to be the third Rome, that's when all hell came out. Nice. Appreciate the history lessons. Denny in Bulgaria, do you guys celebrate Halloween over there at all? No, not really, but... Kids love it, so we have some candy over here, and then they okay. just run around along the apartment complex, so we give them candy. Yeah. But that really, it's more of a show, and, you know, let, let, let the children be children. Yeah. Nice, man. Great to we, hear from you. Denny in Bulgaria. Have a great one. Thank you for taking the time to hear me out, Mr. Hake. God be with you. Kind regards to your audience and your colleagues, and have a great day, sir. Thank you. You too. Take care. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Guys, this has been the Hake Report. Rick in Hampton, Virginia, and uh, the King of Graduates. I'm going to have to get to your calls tomorrow and your uh, super chats tomorrow. I'm going to do this to Joel. We got to play Crimson Dawn by Calibretto. Joel Friday coming up in uh, nine minutes or less. Here's uh, Crimson Dawn by Calibretto. I disavow it, but it's Christian, supposedly, but this guy turned into an atheist. And it's horrific. And adios, America. Bye. I was walking down the street one night looking for something to do when up from the shadows came this horrific fright and his name was Vincent Van Well as he drew close I started to cry and I slowly backed away. When he grabbed my throat, stuck his teeth in my neck, and he told me! Your life 
We'll never be the same. <laughs>
Steve, thank you for calling and thanks for holding. How have you been helped by...